When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Serie Chronicles is a Media Chronicles production. And welcome to a Cydia Chronicles Q&A episode. Um, I'm going to peel back the curtain for our listeners now, Mina, and just reveal to everybody that we are recording this before Italy's game against North Macedonia in the World Cup playoff semi-final. So please don't mistake our cheerfulness if Italy have lost as a lack of sadness. <laughs> Um, obviously the real reason we had to record this before is that if Italy have lost, I will be in mourning. Um, but, um, also it might be a tiny bit relevant to this first question. Um, because the first question, which we've got this week, which is from, uh, Luis Palomitesta in Montreal has asked between Locatelli and Tonali, who would you play in the Italian national team? So of course, again, because we're recording before, we don't know if either of these two did play against North Macedonia. Luis writes, um, I think Locatelli has been, has underachieved since um, his move to Juventus. Uh, Mina, I can see you're perhaps giving away with your facial expression right now that you don't necessarily agree with that starting premise from Luis. Listen, I understand why, why um, Luis thinks that he's underachieved because obviously he was like flying at Sassuolo. But this is what happens when you have like, you know, Maxime Lopez next to you and you are allowed to indulge a little bit more in the, in your strengths. And then when you come to Juventus and they have no midfield and they're completely reliant on you sort of doing everything. So I do think there is a level of him and Juventus trying to find their tactics, trying to construct slowly. And sadly, he is without those perfect partners that will help bring out the best of him. And I think that's why it might look like he's not at this moment the player that we know he is or can be, let's say, and he's not showing that to his full potential. But I think that we will slowly start to see that. But when he has been allowed to indulge in that, I think we've also seen the very best of him. But it is kind of a little bit of a, 
Juventus don't suit him because right now Juventus don't have a midfield because unfortunately they have a terrible Rabio that always plays who has absolutely no understanding of any tactical nature in football and um, an Arthur who likes to pass sideways or backwards but rarely forward and so it doesn't really help Locatelli because if everything keeps changing he wasn't playing with Arthur before now he is playing with Arthur there was Weston McKinney there's no Weston McKinney Zachariah was brought in and now he's no longer there so I just feel like it's all a little bit crazy even the forward line has changed massively from Ronaldo in the first game to Moise Keane arriving to then you know Dybala injured and Keza gone and now Vlaovic and Morata usually so it's quite hard but for the actual question on who would you play in the Italian national team honestly I'd like to see both and I think they're very different players I think the question has always been Locatelli or Verratti um, at least in the Euros, that was very much what everyone was talking about. One of them is very good at sort of taking challenges on and, and releasing and creating space for the for those ahead of them in Verratti. He is a different type of ball player. Also, I do like to see him closer to the attacking lineup in terms of Verratti than anywhere else. But Locatelli is a much more vertical player, very good off the ball, um, is somebody who will pass you know, pass the ball, run up, receive, score. A lot of the time, Verratti gets accused of playing these beautiful balls and they're sort of watching what he's produced as a result, you know. But he's different on the ball and I do think they're different. But for Tonali, Tonali's everything. But I would say he's closer to, you know, your Gattuso kind of player, you know, your nitpicker. I'd like to see Tonali. I'd like to see Barella. There are so many that I don't honestly know how to create this midfield. But I would probably not choose Verratti, and I think people would lose their minds. But I would like to see both Locatelli and Tonali. What about you? I'm really reluctant to let go of the um, the starting trio from from the Euros. Um, I think it worked. I think that Mancini found the balance for it. But I I think that you you sort of highlighted the most important thing, which is that these two players that we're choosing between here are quite different in terms of what they they offer to you. And it really depends to a very great degree what kind of midfield you want to have. Now, obviously, at the Euros, Italy ran with this 4-3-3. That allowed um, Roberto Mancini to to use what's basically a sort of, it's almost like a sliding scale, actually, of sort of of, of the the types of midfield you've put in there. Because um, Jorginho is your true regista. You know, I, I don't know if I use these words, if, if all of our listeners know what that is, but a regista is it's a deep line playmaker. It's it's generally your midfield orchestrator, your 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 metronome. Some people would call it the one who sets the tempo from the middle of the pitch. Who generally sits in a slightly more withdrawn position in front of the defence, but is not a destroyer. Is is I mean can do some of that, but their first job is to sort of. I keep using different metaphors, but actually probably the best one is is to be the quarterback of your team to to run the game to be the the one in the middle of the pitch who says, okay, this is um what the play is going to be. This is what it's going to look like. It all starts with that player. And alongside that, Roberto Mancini had this uh, two um, sort of slightly different um, options alongside him, depending on, on which of the, the the other three it was alongside him. But if it was Barella and Verratti, which was the, the first choice, Barella is really a mezzala, that's a half wing. He's very much a box-to-box player and that's what he's doing for you. Verratti is, is almost in between because Verratti has been a regista at times, but he's still probably most naturally doing that box to box work. Um, so he's, he's almost again like the hybrid in between. Locatelli for me, it was presented as the, again, the sort of the, the halfway house, but I think he's more of a, a mezzala, more of a box to box player than he is anything else. And I think that, that he works in that role. 
Tonali is actually something different because as you say, he's more of a gattuso, he's more of a destroyer, he's more of a of a getting there and, and fight, which is something slightly different. It fits in a slightly different vision of your midfield. It kind of works better or more naturally almost, at least in a, in a midfield too, where you've got, you're going to have probably one player who's more designed to carry the ball, more designed to bring the ball up pitch and, and do more of that box-to-box work. And one player who's yeah, you're going to do a bit of that Ajisa work, but you're not going to have exactly one player doing that that midfield playmaker role because it's a, a two-man centre midfield. You've got to have someone who's more combative to make up for the fact that you've got two bodies in there instead of three. And I think he's really good at it. I don't know exactly how he would fit into a three. I'm certain you could fit him into a three, but I think that that's very much how I view him is, is look, he's, he's a good passer of the ball. I'm not trying to do down his passing. I, I like him on the ball, but what what marks him out compared to some of these other Italy midfielders is I believe in his his um his grit, his his the fact he's going to be getting in people's way, getting in people's faces, getting under uh, opposing midfielders' feet and, and winning the ball for you a lot in that midfield space. And I and I think that's really valuable. And I hope that he finds a role in his Italy midfield, not necessarily as a starter, but certainly as part of the the menu of options that Roberto Mancini has available to him. So yeah, different options depending on what you want to do tactically. Sorry, go. No, I was just going to say that. I guess what your balance on midfield changes as well to what you have on your fullbacks. If you yeah. have like two very attacking fullbacks, you know, like Teo Hernandez and, and Calabria or Ashraf Hakimi and, and Perisic, let's say, and all the per- you know what I mean, or Gosens, mm-hmm. let's say, yeah, then you probably need more of a Tonali in midfield. So, but if you, if you, somebody who's a little bit more combative that can hold and 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 help it but then again if you do have a finer balance where your fullbacks defend a little bit more and you want more creativity through the middle then you might play Jorginho and Verratti together alongside I don't know like a Mazzala you know mm. um just because of the, the balances of the side but that's a great it's a great point it's a great point and I just think it's worth adding as well like part of the issue that Italy is, is struggling with at the moment um is that Euro 2020 setup worked best when you had Spinazzola at left back, who was so getting forward yeah. from, from left back. And yeah. ever since he's been out, even the last part of the tournament, the team has struggled to recreate that dynamic. And it's very possible that we're going to see very different formations. We might already have seen them by the time you're listening to this, as I say, because we're recording before the, the North Macedonia game, but that um, it might be that either of those players, Tonali and Octali, fits in differently. So just to say that, and yeah, interesting question. Okay, next one is from Ziad, um, who is a Chronicles Tifosi Patreon member. Well, nice just to hear from someone in New York. What do you think of the five-man five man substitution rule? Is it time to scrap it or are there benefits to keeping it? I'll throw it straight at you, Nikki. Yeah, well, this rule was brought in, um, obviously, partly as a sort of a uh, response initially to the really congested fixture list that happened as a result of the pandemic. I think it was primarily viewed as a, a responsible and being more responsible about player health and safety, actually, because um, obviously COVID itself had an impact on players' health and availability, but you had uh, squads that were at risk of being thinned out at any time by by outbreaks and you had a, a really intense uh, fixture list in low countries as a result, again, of, of seasons being paused at, at a certain point during the pandemic. And there was an expectation at first that we would go back to three substitutions. I I can see this argued either way, because I do think that the five substitution rule has a clear effect of, of aiding the big teams, right? If you've got a deeper squad, then five substitutions is, is better than if you've got a shallow squad. Rich teams tend to have deeper squads. 
there's a knock-on effect, at least in theory, that the richest teams now will find it even easier to keep deeper squads because players who otherwise might have played less, because you're going to use three substitutions, it's easier to get them on the pitch. So it helps the rich. On the other hand, I think probably in the, um, the modern game where we put more and more intense physical demands on players, it might be a long-term better decision for player safety to let managers have those five substitutions to give them more chances to, to make that extra change. So I'm sort of inclined to follow the science on this one. If um, the doctors think it's a good idea to let teams have more flexibility, then I'm, I'd be willing to support it. But uh, I suppose um, the other downside to it is if your manager is uh, Simone Inzaghi and he just can't help himself at making bad changes in the second half of the game, then maybe you'd wish you could only have one substitution, let alone five. That's exactly the point that I was going into and you're robbing me of it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <There we're... laughs> that was, I shouldn't have let you go past me. Yeah. But it's so true. It's almost like, you know, you kind of want five substitutions when you have Klopp at your bench and he brings on those three magnificent, you know, five, whoever he wants, whatever he brought off the bench in San Siro. It's quite another when you've got, you know, um, in Zaggy throwing on like everyone and you're like wait wait what are you doing this was going so well you know um, and you kind of wish that it was only three substitutions look at the end of the day you know it is what Nikki says like obviously if it is like a congested fixture and you don't have wonderful fitness coaches that rem- that make sure that you're in the right condition the way that I'd love to see the five-man substitution rule is that it can stay except for the fact that that doesn't mean that you now invest in a ridiculous bench if you have access to the kind of money that certain teams do, but rather make sure that half that bench is your youth. And then that would be a lovely way to do it, where you can mix everyone and everyone has a chance, rather than us, you know, having players that we just keep sending out, like, you know, Sassuolo kept sending out Scamacca or whatever it is. Um, It's about giving people a chance and making that. But I don't know how congested it is going forward. I do think that it disturbs the game too much, to be honest with you, five substitutions. I think three should be more than enough because it also forces you to play the right formation from the start rather than correcting things. Um, And I think that gives an, an advantage to a team that can correct things and takes away the advantage of someone who actually read the game right from the beginning. I mean, obviously, that is the way that it is. You know, there are certain coaches, Ancelotti is one that is just brilliant at the substitutions. And that is why they are um, the team that that wins a lot of trophies and the coach that does. So there are benefits to everything. But I'm still a fan of the three-man substitutions if everyone is in good health and they're not increasing the overloaded congestion fixtures. I think that's such a fun idea that you just threw out there, Mina, that like, what if it was like, okay, you got five substitutions, but it's like three plus two. So you can make three substitutions and you can make two substitutions, but they have to be one of your like designated, like youth team players. That that would really like make it a a much more interesting dynamic, wouldn't it? And it would make managers think about it that little bit more. I think that's a fun idea. Put Mina in charge, everyone. No, it's funny because there was a newspaper that was talking about Jose Mourinho and they were saying how how pathetic it was that he introduced all these kids in a game. I don't remember the game, but it was in the mm. first half of the season, that's for sure. And and they said, oh, look, look at him, like bringing on the youth to show us that they haven't spent enough money on the on the squad. And I was like, 
God, you can't win in Serie A. If you bring on youth, you just like get pathetic. If you don't bring on youth, you don't believe in the future. So it's like... What, damned if you do, do you damned want, if you, you know? don't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, Mina, one last question for today's episode. Uh, it's from Misak. Oh, I'm really sorry, Misak. I've definitely butchered your name before. I'm so sorry. Misak Ulikian, who is another Chronicles Tifoso, another Patreon member. Misak writes, I know it's uh, Juve related, but is something that is making almost all of the Juventini uh, lose their heads. Why is Rabio always the first name on the team sheet? What does he bring that other Juve midfielders don't bring? What's his role in Allegri system that the other four midfielders can't do as well as him? Mina, I know this is the question you are dying to answer as our biggest Adrian Rabio stan. <laughs> I mean, God knows. I would love to bring Didier Deschamps, Max Allegri, and just put them in a room together and be like, you know, is his mother is his agent is she threatening your life <laughs> you know like is something going on like explain to me you don't why have to talk man... just nod nod if yeah, you're just nod <laughs> if you're at risk if you don't want to tell us if you've got someone watching you if you're worried about the walls are bugged just nod if there's something we need to know because it's insane that a man who capello has described as somebody who just doesn't even understand football and Gazzetta said, we're still unsure. We're like 30 games into the season and they're still not sure what Rabiot does. I mean, look, Arthur got a lot of flag and rightfully so for his performance um, against Villarreal. But it is also because he does have a player like Rabiot alongside him. There was a part of me that felt sorry for him because you don't know what the point of Rabiot is. He doesn't make concessions from midfield like Allegri keeps telling us he can do and just doesn't. Yeah physical he's reckless most of the time he doesn't watch his markers he's poor defensively he always drops his concentration okay if there's one department in PSG that they haven't got right yeah one department I mean they've got like a stacked midfield and they've always had a relatively okay defense you know Thiago Silva or Marquinhos or whatever their midfield has always been the problem right their midfield has always been the problem ever since they lost Thiago Motta and Verratti is probably their only guy right now who shines because not even Ronaldo, who's a wonderful midfielder, has managed to shine. You then just go <laughs> and get a midfielder from there. <laughs> like, I mean, if PSG are willing to let you go, you're probably not that good to begin with because mm -hmm. this is the one department they don't know how to do. I honestly do not know what his strengths are. I have only seen weaknesses from him. I know that he can manage a cross, which is great. He sometimes... Uh, Managers are shot from outside. Again, most of those aren't converted. I can't play a player because he might manage one cross. But right now, honestly speaking, I'll put it this way. When I was speaking to uh, actually a managing director, a uh, sporting director over the week after the Juventus game, he said even if they put Perrin in that place, Perrin is the substitute goalkeeper for Juventus, they would have done better <laughs> than Rapio managed so Brutal. nobody knows <laughs> nobody knows what it is I mean now he's maybe playing because there's just a serious injury crisis and there are no midfielders available so they have to like play Rabio. but when there is an option there like there was in the beginning of the season he was still the name on the sheet so I do genuinely think like there is something either we're not seeing in training 
or something of a more, um, let's just say, crazier nature than that. Yeah, I mean, look, I think um, sometimes uh, we can be too damning of individuals in certain contexts. I think it's been kind of interesting to see a couple of players at Juventus who were not going great at Juventus, who are thriving at Tottenham in very quick time, Bentanko and Kulisevsky, although also I think everyone reacts, overreacts the newest thing and, and a more sensible judgment on both of those players will be given at the end of the season than right now. But still, they're off to an encouraging start at, at Tottenham. And, and I think that's always worth bearing in mind. But Rabio is, is a mystery to me. Um, he wasn't particularly a success at PSG. Uh, he wasn't, you know, they didn't mind letting him go. And, and even if you are, think there's something there to save, um, I just, I haven't seen it. Juventus, I, what, what, what does he do? He, he scores some great goals every now and then. But in terms of what he provides overall to the team, to team balance, to, Juventus build up play. I don't get it. And the, 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 the only thing I can say about that is Mina, look, um, sometimes we, we all have to remind ourselves, and I certainly do, that um, I haven't won Serie A. I haven't gone to a Champions League final. Max Allegri has. I haven't won international cup competitions. Didier Deschamps has. So I'll defer. But to me, Adrian Rabiot is a mystery. Can I just say to you that he was picked over Kamavinga for the Euros? Yeah, I mean, are you mad? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, it, make, it really makes no sense to me. I, and I'm telling you this, every writer for L'Equipe, every writer for Parisien, every writer right now in Italy is trying to answer this question, you know? And I can honestly tell you, none of us has found the answer. Maybe one day we'll figure it all out. But until then... It just goes to show you that if you are good to your mother, you get everything in life. And Rabio has been good to his mother. So we hope you enjoyed this uh, Seriag Chronicles Q&A. Check out our website at seriagchronicles.com and click the Chronicles to Fozy button to join our Patreon community, where you'll get access to exclusive episodes. Or to support the show with a one-time tip, you'll also find the button on the website to take you there. Get your questions in on Twitter at SerieConPod with the hashtag at ChroniclesQ&A or via the website. Find us both on Twitter at Nikki Bandini at Mina Rizuki and subscribe to the Serie Chronicles YouTube channel for clips of the show. This was a really fun Q&A, guys. Thank you for your questions and do please keep them coming. Until then, Forza Italia and let's hope that we see you all at the World Cup. Ciao for now. moving it did, it did panic me a little bit but i think we got through it because i was like i can't read anymore i can't read anymore yeah yeah because i was like stop it she's trying to read this <laughs> sports social podcast network hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.